Hey friends, this is Andy Storch, and I'm excited to announce that we are bringing the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. Yes, you might remember we hosted this conference for the first time in January 2020, and it was a huge hit with everyone telling us it was the best conference they ever attended. And of course, we were looking forward to running it again in 2021 until the pandemic hit. That's when I launched the Talent Development Think Tank membership community, and that's been going strong since May of 2020. But I know how valuable it is to get people together in person, and that's why we are excited to be bringing the conference back again on February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California. I'm committed to making this a highly engaging and interactive event where you can connect, learn, and grow together with other talent development professionals. This is going to be the best event out there in talent development, and I would love to see you there. If you want to find more information and get your tickets today, the website is tdtt.us conference. That's tdtt.us slash conference. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat with your host, Andy Storch. The show is dedicated to helping you develop the most important part of your organization, the people. If you are in HR or talent development, or you just want to learn how to get the best out of your people, then you are in the right place. Each week, Andy shares interviews with talent development professionals, thought leaders, and experts to share best practices, learn about the latest trends, and find out what has been successful in the world of talent development. This podcast is designed to give you what you need to be successful in the world of talent development. Now, here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Hot Seat. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you are joining me again today for another great conversation to help you up your game in talent development, which is what we are all about. Today, we are talking about learning and development for sales. That's right. For the sales organization, we have not had a conversation about dealing with sales or training or learning and development, talent development and sales in quite some time. I recently had a great conversation with Jeff Hatchell, and I knew he would be the guy to bring on to have that conversation. Jeff is the vice president of global enablement with American Express, and his job is focused on providing leadership development to the sales organization globally. He's also an executive coach, an inspirational speaker and facilitator, and the author of the book, The Inspired Career, Breathe New Life into Your Job and Get Equipped, Empowered and Engaged. And in this interview, Jeff and I talk about how to go about creating great learning opportunities for your sales organization. We talk about the importance of quantifying results, how to convince sales managers to let their people or have their people spend time investing in development, how salespeople get caught up in past success, how to run training for sales if you don't have sales experience, what's hot for sales training right now. And we also talk a little bit about Jeff's book, The Inspired Career, and some of the advice that comes out of that that's useful for all of us, no matter what type of career you're in. This is a great conversation, whether you work in sales enablement or not, I think that you will enjoy it. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jeff Hatchell from American Express. All right, I'm joined now by Jeff Hatchell, who is Vice President of Global Enablement with American Express. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm Excited to be here. Thank you for the invite. I listened to your great podcast, and and this is my opportunity to come on and, and to share. So thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. You know, we we connected recently and just hit it off right away. And I knew that you had some great perspective to bring to the show, especially because you have a background in L and D, 
in the career space, you've run your own business, you've been in and out of the corporate world, and you've worked a lot in the sales arena. And right. as you and I were talking you know, the other day, I was saying, I think a lot of L&D people end up doing some work or being asked to help with sales training or something in that. Sure. But, but sales is a whole different animal compared with the rest <laughs> of the organization. And I thought right. maybe we could bring some expertise to this. Before we get into sales training and working with sales leaders, that sort of thing, I want to start with you. You know, how did you get into this line of work? Sure. So, yeah, as you mentioned, my my background is in sales, and and I always had a passion for it, even when I was in college. But it it started out when I worked in McDonald's as a teenager, because I was the guy who flipped burgers. But one day they needed help in the front on the register, so they had us come and trained us real quick. And I was the guy that had the big smile on his face that would say, "Welcome to McDonald's. May I help you?" And would you like a supersized fries with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? And my sister came in and, and basically was like, you need to go into sales. So since that experience, I ended up going to college, majored in marketing and pursued a career in sales. I actually wanted to go into sales. Hmm. And while I worked in sales, I'm sure you know, a lot of time is spent on the road, literally. And I used that time to develop myself by listening to different CDs and, and instead of you know the traditional radio, I'm literally having a training session, like a as they say, you know, a university on wheels. Yeah. Um, that really inspired me. And I, I learned a lot about professional development in the learning and development area. And it became an area of interest and an area of passion for me. And later in my career, I ended up wanting to figure out how do I leverage, you know, my background in, in sales and my passion for professional, what I call professional development or learning and development, and ended up hiring a coach. Uh, later went through coaching certification to obtain my coaching training and, and started to pursue that. And it became a, a nice uh, blend. And then, you know, years later, I ended up taking a role that allowed me to do leadership development for American Express focused on the sales organization within the commercial business. I love that. So you you went out and you were looking for ways to invest in yourself and continue to grow and improve, not just reacting to what's going on out there, which I'm a big, big fan of. My only question, follow-up question is, what are the CD? You mentioned that. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's hilarious. It just, you know, I'm telling on myself in terms of, you know, That's my right. age, you know, yeah, so man, like we used to listen to CDs. Yeah. That's, That's right. why, you know, once upon a time it was, you know, tapes and then, you know, CDs and then now podcasts and That's right. everything yeah. is digital today. So I had a huge yes. collection of CDs. I, I don't know. I wonder if I save money today by not buying CDs or if I'm still spending the same with my Spotify membership, right. everything else. Right. Not, not really sure. Yeah. You also made a foray out in running your own business for a while, right? And That's then right. came back into corporate. So you have experience doing both of those things. That's right. Yes, exactly. So when I was working in corporate and I was in sales and I mentioned, you know, ended up hiring a coach, the desire was to do something related to training. And I always had, you know, the desire to, you know, take a dash into entrepreneurship, always, you know, had that mindset. And I ended up part of coaching certifications, you have to coach people. And as I'm coaching, I am learning a lot and people are really appreciating the value and they're referring me to other people. And my coaching business overtook my corporate job. And I ended up adding leadership development because I started to do lunch and learns for local companies. 
And I created my own areas of expertise within communication skills, presentation skills. And I would do lunch and learns on topics like learn to present as if your career depends on it, because it does. Mm. And it just started to open up more and more doors of opportunity for me that I got to the point where I couldn't do both. So I left corporate and focused on leadership development and doing coaching for organizations, individuals, and corporations, which led to great exposure, great experience. And it, it was, um, a, I felt very blessed to be able to do so, to share my gift with the world. Yeah. And now you're back in the corporate environment, American Express, yep. working on global enablement. And yes. uh, before we get into like the challenges in that space and, and some of the best practices, curious just about titling. I hear sales enablement, effectiveness, <laughs> all kinds of different things yep. out there. You know, how do you view the, your role and like what is the title important? Because I know there's a lot of people out there doing similar things with all kinds of different titles. Sure, sure. Yeah, and you are right. You do hear different variations of the title, but the idea is it's a focus within the sales organization on development because sales and you had mentioned, you know, in the introduction is a little different and most L and D, you know, has the broader umbrella of everybody. And of course it can cover salespeople, but it was discovered that there's a unique need for the sales organization and many companies, um, you know, they name it different words, but enablement is all around empowerment. It, it is around development, the development of the sales person and sales leadership. My particular focus was on sales leaders and people leaders and thinking, how do we help them with coaching? How do we help them with develop them themselves? Because understanding that, you know, within the sales organization, that's where the revenue was coming from and understanding that the company is more inclined to want to invest in an area of revenue. But in terms of the name, it does vary depending on the company yeah. and, and it sits in different parts of the organization, depending on the organization. Sometimes it's, you know, one organization can be within operations. It can be a part of the HR group. It can be a part of the sales organization. It varies, but the overriding, regardless of what it's called, enablement, mm. you hear a lot, but yeah. it is around empowering the sales organization. Yep. Helping them improve and, and obviously drive more sales, right? Drive more revenue, Definitely. which that is such is an integral part line. of, yeah. Some people want to distance themselves from sale, oh, the salespeople, but Every company needs sales, right? The company revenue yep. doesn't exist and companies don't exist without yep. sales. So it is truly exactly. an integral part of an organization. What are some of the unique challenges you see of creating and executing learning and development programs for sales? <laughs> Time, the busyness. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure we could all appreciate and, and to your point, I believe it was Harvey McKay who said nothing happens until something is sold. So understanding that sales is, you know, the engine for companies, you know, the revenue driver. And when we say, you know, it is the bottom line, it is literally the bottom line that impacts the bottom line. So the idea is when I say time is salespeople want to spend as much time in front of customers to drive more revenue. And in many cases, they are incented by sales results. So their whole focus is, you know, don't put me in a classroom, you know, minimize that. Keep me in front of customers so I can drive more sales. So part of it is our value proposition. And I, I think Stephen Covey coined it best when he used the analogy of sharpening the saw. And I know, you know, your audience, you know, is all familiar yeah. with the impact of taking out time 
to sharpen a saw. And as the old story goes, you know, two people trying to chop down a tree. One is just going at it using all their strength and might. And then the other one is taking out time to sharpen their saw. And at the end of the day, the one who took out the time to sharpen the saw was much more effective and efficient. So the thought behind this is really helping them to understand that taking out the time for development, for growth, for focus on you know improving will allow them to sell more at the end of the day, will allow them to connect more thoroughly with their customers, will allow them to drive more results and to be more successful. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. And I even retold that story in my book in a chapter about the importance of continuous learning because I think it is so important. It is right. even more important in sales than possibly anywhere sure. else. And yet it might be the era where you could get the most pushback because like you said, right. if someone is in training, they're not talking to customers, which means they're not <laughs> right. bringing in revenue. So you have to find a way to show sales leaders yep. that, hey, this is going to pay off more in the end. Yeah. And and the other thing I'll, I'll add is quantify. You can quantify results. And I know that's always been the big question around you know training is how do you demonstrate your return on investment? And, and many organizations you know, they want to be able to quantify and understand what's the impact. How are we really, is taking out time, making a difference. And one thing I'll say, you know, that we've been doing and I've had my organization do is figure out how do we determine what the impact is? And I'll, I'll share one, one brief story with you. So we wanted to determine, you know, what is our impact? So we ended up doing some analysis. We had a test and control group. The test group was of the sales organization, how many have attended all the trainings that we do and how many do not. And we took a look at those who attend and those who don't. And, and when I say don't, meaning attend, we'll just say three trainings or less and those who attend three or more out of like 10 a year, as an example. We did some analysis and we looked at their sales results for those who attended the majority, everything and above, and those who you know rarely attended, we found there to be a significant difference between those who attend and those who different. We looked at their sales results in the past and their sales results currently, and those who attend, sales results were better, overall performance were better, ratings were better, and we believed it's a result of them understanding the value of training. So we've been leveraging that test and control analysis to be able to demonstrate to the senior sales leaders. So now they're saying you need to attend this training mm. because based on this analysis, we see that those who do, they are better than those who don't. Got it. So when you're say creating a training that, that was probably requested or needed for some reason or another, sure. right? Sure. And you get pushback from sales leaders. I don't want to take my people out of the field. Instead of just saying like, well, I think they should, you're basically bringing data with you and say, and pointing at the scoreboard and saying like, yep. look, this is what's possible. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure, you know, some sales leaders, they love L&D. They love, you know, to read and, and listen to, you know, all the gurus that are out there. And then there's others who, you know, just grind, just grind. Just, just gotta grind, go, yeah. Know? Exactly, so so it's getting those who are, the you know, who may not get the bigger picture to understand like, oh no, there is a difference. And mm -hmm. then to be able to quantify it, that, is a difference maker. Related to that, you know, how do you, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was how do you deal with the mindset of going back to the two lumberjacks, right? There's the one yes. who's sharpening the saw versus the one that's just grinding away all day. 
And we want to shift mindsets, right? For people that believe like, oh no, you just need to be always talking to customers, always be prospecting versus taking some time out to to learn how to do that better and go into training so that you can get better at what you do. You know, you talked about the data. Are there any other ways we can shift that mindset? Yeah, I I think so. And, And Carol Dweck, you know, wrote the book Mindset. And, and, and her whole thing was around having the growth mindset versus mm-hmm. a fixed mindset. And to your point, the way I, I view even, you know, those with that mindset, I, I view it from the perspective of a fixed mindset and really try to demonstrate that what we're really sharing here is having the growth mindset, the growth mindset, meaning that we are helping to grow, to develop and having that shift and even pointing things out about you know, the status quo, I even like to leverage the, uh, the book, what got you here, won't get you there. Mm. And that one is huge because the thought is we're living in different times. What allowed you to be as successful as you are today is not going to take it for the new environment and the new world that we're living in today. So these types of things impact mindset and the way they think about it is helping them to see is that things are different, things are new. And just because you were successful last year doesn't necessarily mean that's going to work this year. They say for salespeople, the biggest challenge that many of them have is their past success. Mm. And because sometimes they get caught up in, oh, you know, look at, you know, my results in the past. And, you know, I was, you know, a P Club winner all these years, but it doesn't necessarily correlate, especially today knowing we're living in unprecedented times, things are different, the way you even sell, the way you're approaching, people aren't as in person as they used to be. We're not able to entertain the way salespeople used to. It's different. And because it's different, it takes a different approach. I'm glad you mentioned those. And the book, Mindset, New Psychology of Success by Dr. Carol Dweck, one of my favorites, definitely life-changing for me. And you mentioned the two mindsets, the idea of you know fixed mindset, you're good at something or you're not. So you're good right. at sales, you're not. I don't need to train, right? Versus growth <laughs> mindset is like, I can always get better, right? We can always improve. Sure. And what you got here won't necessarily get you there. So you've got to always be looking for new ways to do things. You mentioned how much things have changed over the last couple of years. One of the big shifts, of course, we all know that with the COVID pandemic, many companies and offices went remote. Lots of people right. doing business online. All training has gone virtual from being in yep. person before. And every L&D person pretty much out there in the world has dealt with that challenge. One of the added challenges I feel like in this area is that, and and what I've heard is a lot of salespeople were so reliant on those in-person meetings, right? On the dinners and the golf outings and all those things, connecting with clients in person, especially in those big number sales, enterprise space, right? And they've had to really adapt to a whole new world. I'm wondering what you've observed there as you're working with, with salespeople. Yeah, no, you are totally right. And, and that's something that we did have to, to change to understand because a lot of people, depending on that, with sales, especially, you know, large ticket items, service oriented, the entertainment, those dinners, those golf outings, they were building relationship, they're building trust. It goes a long way when there's an RFP to say that I don't know you, but you took me to this you know, to this game and, and I'm going to see the, uh, <laughs> the Bengals and, you know, the Rams play, you know, just as yeah. an example. Super Bowl. Of course, that's going to go a long way. You know, you gave me an experience. I'm going to remember that. Given our current environment where we're not as able to do things like that, we're not able to have face-to-face meetings in some cases, depending on, you know, the part of the country you're in. 
And a lot is done, you know, video and, and over, you know, the phone. And so now because those dynamics change, we are having to create innovative ways to build those types of intimate relationships and trust. So a couple of things that, you know, we do is we totally recommend videos mm-hmm. instead of, you know, phones. So you can at least have the face to face. There's so much now available where you can send gifts. And of course, you're not bribing, but when I say gifts, you know, the small gifts to remember. So maybe there's things that they do on their own. Maybe it's simply an Uber Eats. Maybe it's an electronic Starbucks gift card. Little things like that, leveraging technology to be able to, you know, make those connections. You may not be able to be with them, but you're allowing them, you're enabling them and you're sending things their way, you know, from gift cards to just, you know, little tokens of appreciation the face-to-face, leveraging the video. There's stats that we looked up and found out that the engagement level goes up tremendously with video versus just over the phone. Even this dynamic of leveraging you know, the face-to-face over video, we're not in person, but at least I can see you. I can see your surroundings. I can see your background. I can see the photos on the wall of the children. And there's a personal connection even just because I'm sitting in my home, you're sitting in your home. Seeing that make the dog, the cat, the ant, whatever. Sometimes, you know, they say we try and, you know, hide all those things, but stats say you're better off allowing the real you to shine through. If you have a cat that's crawling on your shoulder, so be it. If you have a little (laughs) baby in the background, so be it. Because those are personal connections. Humanize us. Yeah. humanizes us and connects us and builds trust. Right. It's, it's so fascinating. I, I love that stuff. I, I agree with you hundred percent. What are the other challenges I think is out there? You and I discussed this before for L&D going into sales is that I've heard and observed a little bit that salespeople often don't want to hear from somebody that hasn't worked in sales, right? That doesn't have sales experience, right? I've heard that sure. people get that pushback a lot. Now, I know you have a lot of sales experience, which certainly sure. qualifies you to get up in front of salespeople, but for those who don't, but believe sure. they do have offerings that can help salespeople, what advice, you know, what things do you recommend? How do you work around those? Or is that really not as big a deal? No, it is. You are right. That That is real. Salespeople, they love to use the phrase, hey, this person didn't carry the bag. You know, literally, right. you know, it's an old sales phrase, you know, oh, I carried the bag, meaning I sold so I can relate and I can connect. Yeah. However, there are a lot of people who haven't necessarily have the, you know, corporate sales experience, but we all sell and we all have sales experience, especially if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a consultant, but within the L&D space, even within corporate, the value that you bring is recognizing, especially depending on the type of training, but I'll even use the example of soft skills training. Soft skills training is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Every, as an example, communication skills, salespeople, non-salespeople, We all need to be able to communicate more effectively. It's a soft skill, but it's one of the, it's rated as the most critical leadership skill you can have. Generic leadership, but especially in sales, because this is what they do to sell is they have to be effective communicators. So whether you've sold, you've been a vet, you've been a lawyer or whatever your background is, if you are presenting soft skills or leadership skills, you know, the generic ones, you don't have to necessarily say, oh, I've done that. Just like within coaching, I'm able to coach C-level. I've never, well, I've been a CEO of my own company, but of a Fortune 100 company, I've never yeah. been a CEO 
you know, the Fortune 100 company, right. but I'm able to actually coach them, not from the perspective of because, oh, I've been in your shoes, but from the perspective that I am here to help enable and empower you to bring out what's in you yeah. so that you are leveraging the best version of you. And I'm just helping you to really, what I like to say is, is move the clouds out of the way so you can see what's right before you and what's within you. For over three years now, the Talent Development Hot Seat Podcast has been proudly sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage Performance Group provides creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. Advantage helps leaders lead, sellers sell, and businesses flourish, and you to be more successful at your job. The Advantage website has great free resources, including this podcast and an amazing webinar series that include topics such as innovation, future storming, inclusion, sales, leadership, and so much more. To get access to all of our free resources, as well as overviews of the solutions that Advantage offers, just head on over to AdvantagePerformance.com. That's AdvantagePerformance.com. Yeah, I always remind people to, to coach or train others. You don't have to be the best. You don't even have to be better than them. You know, right, remind people, right. you know, Tom Brady, who's the, probably the greatest NFL quarterback of all time and who actually yep. just announced his retirement today on the day you and I are recording this <laughs> is has like, always oh. been, I know, sad, very sad, a great leader, by the way, whole other subject. Oh, awesome guy. He is always surrounded by coaches and, right. you know, none of them are as good of a quarterback as he of is. Of course not. Not even close, right? right? Exactly. But they can see things that can help yes. him. He relies on them to give him guidance and feedback and all those sort of things. And we can all get that from people around us and salespeople can get that from those who are maybe not as good as sales, but maybe understand sure. communication. So I don't think you have right. to be the best. I think one of the keys is empathy though, right? Can you un relate? Yes. Can you understand where the other person's coming right. from? Not try to pretend that you know it. Exactly. Be humble enough to say, hey, this is where I'm coming from. I think you right. can benefit from this. And like, let's talk about it. Sure. No, totally agree. And, and the other thing I'll, I'll just even add to that point is, we all have areas of expertise. So even within an L&D area that you are a subject matter expert in what you do, they may be a subject matter expert in what they do. Like I like to define leadership as influence. And we all are leaders within our sphere of influence. And that's where our comfort zone is. And then remembering, you know, what you bring to the table your value proposition. So when you are speaking with those, and I love the analogy of Tom Brady and the sports analogies overall, because mm -hmm. you're right, you know, the coaches in some cases, some of them have played and some of them have it. And, mm -hmm. and those who have it, you know, it's, we're able to see things that they can't blind spots. We see their strengths. We're able to help develop. And that's what this is about from an L&D perspective. It is around seeing what they may not see and it's helping them to fine tune and sharpen the best version of themselves. Yeah. Okay. Quick, fun question. I thought this would be interesting because you mentioned the Bengals and the Rams come playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know how big a football fan you are. I'm not that much of an yeah. NFL fan, but you and I are recording this before the Super Bowl, but this episode <laughs> is going to come out after the Super Bowl. So what sure. is your prediction for the Super Bowl, Jeff? What do you think so is going to happen? So I, years ago, I lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. They may be an underdog, but who would have thought they would have made it this far. So I'm going to go ahead and say Cincinnati Bengals going all the way. All right. Bengals win Super it. Bowl. I don't know what the line is, but just based on like seeing the scores, I'm going to say Rams by a field goal. We'll see. We'll see what happens when this, <laughs> when this comes awesome, out. 
close games. They've all been awesome. I've all been close. Actually, great games. One more question on sales, Jeff. When you look at kind of the world of enterprise sales today and training to help salespeople become more effective, empowering them, enabling them, what's working right now? Are there any best practices? You know, obviously in the broader learning of L and D, we see things emerging like personalized learning, uh, micro learning, right? I imagine with sales, yep. practice becomes really important if people can get a chance. So what, what's effective right now for, for teaching new skills or reinforcing skills for salespeople? Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. All of the above, the personalized tra- training journeys where we are recommending that they take advantage of, I'll even say leveraging their mobile devices and listening to podcasts where we do Uh, take advantage of LinkedIn learning. We recommend podcasts, TED Talks, all of those things within certain areas of development. So that is definitely, you know, taking advantage of, you know, those types of things. And then the other area that I'll I'll even say is just given our current environment of being virtual and working from home, it is being able to be more effective in figuring out how do you present in a virtual environment? How do you take advantage of this What's the proper way? How far should I be? What should my volume, you know, in terms of technology? Before this podcast, you sent me an email outlining recommendations. You know, this is the mic I use. This is what I suggest you set up in this environment. Make sure it's quiet. Make sure it's this. Those parameters allow for a great and effective discussion and environment so you don't have any issues. So it's really teaching and training this, you know, as we discussed earlier, everyone was used to the face-to-face unless you were a phone salesperson. But outside of that, this is new. So it's really helping them to maximize this current hybrid environment, not knowing how long it'll actually last. Right, I uh, love it. Okay, now you also have a book out yes. called The Inspired Career. Tell me about that. Yes. It's right there next yes. to my so book in the background. The ins- yes, yes, indeed. So The Inspired Career. So this is a, a book that I wrote based on my experience of coaching and working with a lot of different organizations. And it is focused on two different areas. One that I like to call leadership inspiration. And then the second half of the book is focused on leadership development. And when I say leadership inspiration, given our current environment of everything going on as it relates to COVID and the pandemic, race relations and all those, there's just, you know, political climate, There's just a lot going on where a lot of people, the great resignation is happening, where there's a lot of people, you know, leaving and unhappy and unfulfilled. There's such a big need for inspiration today. And and the idea behind this, so I, I have chapters in the inspiration section called Change is Good, talking about having a paradigm shift around change. And I talk about proactive change. There's another chapter within that section uh, that I I call Acres of Diamonds, and it's helping those to really appreciate and value what they actually have Mm. versus they're trying to go out and think, you know, the grass is green and not to say it may not be, but it's have I truly maximized my current situation before I try and, you know, explore other things? Have I really brought my best version of myself? And then the second half of the book is chapters. I like learn to present. I created a chapter on that, effective presentation skills. I, I created a chapter called authentic leadership. And, and it relates to the point where we talked earlier about, you know, when you're trying to coach and develop others, the big challenge is if we're trying to be them versus, hey, this is my area of expertise. 
bringing your authentic self and being comfortable in leveraging that version. And, and of course, on goal setting and, and other chapters, but the idea was to empower, it's like a coaching book. It's like being, having an executive coach in book form. Oh man, I, I love that. Sounds so good. I know I've got a copy coming to me and <laughs> yes. I can't wait to dig into that. Getting in your mailbox, literally. I, I know it's just waiting in the mailbox now. And I know we're aligned on so many of those things and you address some stuff that I didn't address in my book, like learning to present and that, that sort of stuff. I, I'm excited to dig into this. And I'm so glad that we got a chance to talk about this. I want to ask you a couple more questions in our bonus Q&A round. We're going to save for our next episode. But Jeff, this has been fantastic. Again, the book is called The Inspired Career. I know you're doing some great work in sales enablement there at American Express. If anybody listening wants to get in touch with you to ask you more questions, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, they can go to my website. It's um, overthetopcoaching.com. So overthetopcoaching.com. And you can always Google me, Jeff Hatchell, Jeffrey Hatchell. And yeah, you'll be able to find me on social media. But yep, the website, email, LinkedIn, all of the above. I know you're on LinkedIn as well. Always the place we all find each other there. So make sure you <laughs> connect with Jeff, especially if you're doing any kind of sales training where you're looking for career advice. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Andy. I really appreciate it. Thoroughly enjoyed having the conversation. All right. Take care. Thank you. That will do it for my interview with Jeff Hatchell from American Express, talking all about learning and development for the sales organization. And I hope you got value out of that conversation. I definitely did. I really enjoyed hearing Jeff talking about the importance of quantifying results and how you can go influence stakeholders and sales managers to invest in this type of training as well as have their people go and show them that it's important to let your people sharpen their saws and not just keep working and working, working, which is what sales leaders often want their salespeople to do. Hopefully you got some other great nuggets from that. I definitely did. And I'm looking forward to talking more with Jeff in the future. I want to remind you that our podcast is sponsored by the Talent Development Think Tank membership community. This is the community that I personally run. I started it after we hosted the first conference, the Talent Development Think Tank conference back in January 2020 and after the pandemic hit. And I wanted to create a great place for people to go in talent development to continue to connect and talk and network and grow together. And the Talent Development Think Tank community was born and has continued to grow since then. And we've recently introduced a new tier, new options. So we now have two main tiers in the Talent Development Think Tank. The upper tier is for your more senior L&D professionals who want more strategic conversations and more regular interaction. And our foundation tier is now open for early career L&D professionals. And I want to let you know that this is for anybody and everybody who works in any facet of talent development or learning and development, organizational development, whether you're a learning designer, a more broad talent development manager or director, or just interested in how we can develop our people better. We have conversations inside the Think Tank community on all kinds of topics around performance management, talent development, talent management, career development, the future of leadership we had recently, how to create more impact players, creating better leaders, and on and on and on. Every week we have a new topic and they're always interesting and engaging. We bring in guest speakers. We have open forum calls where we have conversations on a topic where everybody gets to jump in and contribute. And we also do networking once a month so that you can meet other people in talent development, grow your network, which I have found to be one of the top things that leads to future success. I wrote about it in my book and I hope that you're paying attention. And when I ask my guests about their biggest piece of advice 
for those who want to find more career success. Networking is always at the top. It's one of the most common things we hear about, and we provide a great place for you to come do that. So if you are not yet a member and that sounds attractive, you'd like to be part of a community of other talent development professionals who are looking to up their game and help you along the way, come join us. Our website is tdtt.us, as in Talent Development Think Tank, tdtt.us. When you sign up, you can use the code HOTSEAT, H-O-T-S-E-A-T, for 10% off for being a podcast listener. I want to remind you that our podcast is also sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is a professional services firm dedicated to providing a continuous stream of creative learning and consulting solutions that equip individuals, teams, and organizations to be the best at what they do. And they have solutions to help with leadership, to help with sales. Uh, if you heard this this conversation today and you're thinking, man, we really need to get some better sales training in place, Advantage has a lot of great solutions in the sales category. Just go to their website, advantageperformance.com. You can click on solutions and there is a category for sales performance. And you can go right in there and see some of the sales programs they have available, like Selling with Noble Purpose, Ignite Selling, Sales Acceleration Series, First 90, Sales Manager Funnel Simulation, which is one that I actually helped create and, and deliver many years ago, and many, many more. So go check it out, advantageperformance.com. Thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you'll share this with others, pass the word along, leave a review, and join us next time where I have a bonus Q&A episode. Jeff, see you then. Thanks again for listening to the Talent Development Hot Seat. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help other people find the show. And as always, you can find all of our episodes and tons of free resources on our website, talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Thank you again. Take care.